Welcome to the B2B content audio blog with Radix Communications. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the B2B content audio blog. I'm David McGuire and I'm one of 10 B2B copywriters at Radix Communications. This short format podcast is kind of a greatest hits for the blog for people who'd rather listen than read. We're testing the idea for a few weeks, so if you have any feedback, I really do want to hear it. Leave us a review, send an email to podcast at radix-communications.com or tweet me at radixcom. If you'd like to hear our other monthly discussion format podcast, look for Good Copy, Bad Copy online or follow the link in the show notes. This week's post is possibly my favourite ever blog post. It's by Fiona Campbell Howes and it's entitled Death to the Present Participle or Why Ing is Not Your Friend in B2B Headlines. Let's get one thing out the way before I start lecturing you. I am as guilty of this as anyone. I've even brandished my present participles with pride. Blue tacked by my desk, I have the cover slide of a slideshare I wrote for our client Matt's a couple of years ago, beating the disruptors at their own game. Up until a few months ago, I rather liked it. I still love the wonderful artwork that Saul Roswell of Damn Good Graphics made for it. That's why I keep it by my desk. But now, every time I catch sight of it, I wince. I can't look at it straight on. It irks me no end. Why? Because of that awful, woolly, say-nothing present participle. A quick recap for those who were at school during one of those periods when labour were in power and grammar and punctuation were booted off the curriculum for being oppressive tools of the Tory elite. The present participle is the form of a verb, a doing word, come on, even Leon Trotsky knew that, that indicates the action is happening in the present. I am writing this. You are reading this. The Bolsheviks are storming the Winter Palace. You can generally tell a present participle by the ing on the end. Don't go thinking that all words with ing on the end are present participles, though some of them are gerunds. Some might even be gerundives. But as Slate's Michael Kinsley pointed out in one of my favourite articles of all time, no one really knows what those are, not even Michael Gove, so let's pretend they aren't real things. Loving it. A bit too much. We B2B copywriters like our present participles. We like to use them in all sorts of places, like blog headlines, company straplines, and the titles of slideshare presentations. We think they're useful little words, good for explaining what the blog or company or slideshare is all about. With the present participle, we can often use one word where otherwise we'd have had to use more. We feel we're being succinct, economical, punchy even. Reader, we are not. What we are being is woolly, opaque and rubbish. Take this headline, for example. Accelerating next! Let's not point fingers at whose copy this is. Truth is, we've all come up with headlines, titles or straplines like this at one time or another. But let's think about why it doesn't work. Number one, the meaning is unclear. What does accelerating next mean? 
I'm sure the writer feels this was a clever way of implying that this brand gets you to the future faster. But if that's what the brand does, what's wrong with get to the future faster? That's pretty clear, and you don't have to stop to think about what the words mean. Granted, it isn't particularly clever, but which is better, being clever or being clear? You decide. Number two, there's no subject. We have no idea who or what is doing the accelerating. Is it us, the reader? Is it the brand whose copy we're reading? Is next, whatever that is, somehow accelerating itself? Without a subject, the idea of accelerating next just hangs there, with no sense of purpose or clarity or ownership. And that means it feels safe to ignore it. Number three, it doesn't sound urgent. At its most fundamental level, the art of B2B copywriting is the art of convincing the reader to take action. That action might be anything, from reading the next paragraph, to forwarding an article to the CFO, to signing up for a free trial, to actually buying something. But our basic job is to spur someone to do something. That means we have to instill a sense of urgency, of, you must do this now, it's terribly important. The trouble with the present participle is that it seems vague and non-urgent. Accelerating next could be happening at any time. It sounds like it might have been going on for a while and probably will still be happening next week. It doesn't feel like there's any great benefit in paying attention to it right now or any great risk in doing nothing. And so, being a tired working parent with chronic information overload, I decide to ignore it and go on my way. Not a great result, eh, copywriters? But what can I use instead? If you take away our cherished present participles, what can we use instead? Well, here are a couple of ideas. For straplines, instead of trying to boil down the brand's essence into a meaningless phrase like connecting futures, try actually spelling out what the brand does for its customers. MailChimp. Send better email. Sell more stuff. Not a present participle in sight. It's six words rather than two, but this MailChimp value proposition could not be clearer. More is more in this case. For blog or white paper titles, you could use something vague like transforming the C-suite and you might get a few clicks. But many will feel there's nothing specific or urgent enough there to warrant a look. A more specific title like Finance Meltdown, Why the Role of the CFO Will Be Gone in Five Years gives much more of a flavour of what the piece is about, makes it specific to a particular audience and gives a sense of risk and urgency. Of course, you then actually have to write a piece that delivers on the promise of that title, otherwise you're just producing clickbait. And that matte slide share I lovingly keep by my desk despite its woolly title? If I were writing that now, I wouldn't call it beating the disruptors at their own game. I might call it something like, it's not just for startups, how big enterprises can be disruptors too. Yes, I am bad at titles, but at least this one is clear about what it's talking about and who it's for. So, here's my advice. 
Next time you're tempted to use a present participle in your title, resist. And think of a clearer, more purposeful and more specific way of wording it. And watch your engagement stats tick up. I have a terrible feeling that all the examples I've used in this blog are actually gerunds rather than present participles. I'm sure my friend and grammar aficionado Steve Walker will be along soon enough to put me right. If you'd like to read the original blog post in full or to hear our discussion podcast, Good Copy, Bad Copy, you'll find links in the show notes. You can send your feedback, plaudits, comments, suggestions and abuse to podcast at radix-communications.com or reach us on Twitter at radixcom.